Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with Bryant University's head men's basketball coach, Coach Jared Grosso, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI sports-focused podcast we will deep dive into our college, high school, and other athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 16, and I have an amazing interview for you guys today with Bryant University's head men's basketball coach, Coach Jared Grasso. I had a lot of fun doing this interview with Coach Grasso, just a great guy and a great coach. We talk about his basketball career, his decision to get into coaching, what it was like going from being a Division One basketball player into becoming a Division One coach, uh, that, that transition, what that transition's like. And then his decision becoming the head coach at Bryan and much, much more. Fun interview. Really, really enjoyed it. Just great guy. Gr- love what he's doing at Bryan and continue to do at Bryan. Just when you talk to him and listen to him talk, I honestly was ready. I'm ready to sign with him right now and become a player for him. I think I got recruited. We talk about that on the show just jokingly. Uh, but honestly, just a lot of fun. Great interview with Coach. Very lucky to have him on the show, and you guys would definitely enjoy this episode. But before we get into the interview, you guys can watch all our interviews on YouTube by searching the Rudy Runback, or if you are driving, working, working out, running, whatever you're doing, you can stay tuned here. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and wherever you listen to the podcast. Here is Coach Jared Grasso. On today's podcast, I bring on a very special guest. He is the Bryant's men's head basketball coach, Coach Jared Grasso. Coach, how are you today? Doing great. Appreciate you having me. Of course, Coach. I'm glad that you could uh, make time to come on the show. It means a lot to me and the, the listeners, of course, and all the Bryant fans that we've had listening in so far. Um, coach, how are you doing during these COVID times? And also, congratulations on the new baby as well, too. I appreciate it. I mean, obviously, it's been hectic between school starting and having a baby last week. Uh, but all exciting things, you know, I'm blessed. My family's blessed with the birth of our daughter, Marquesa, last week. And excited to have our full team back on campus and guys back in class, starting workouts and just having the buzz of campus going again. You know, it's kind of lonely around here this summer, just <laughs> us being in the office. So it's good having our guys back and students back on campus. And, you know, it's an exciting time of year and excited to get going with this group uh, group of guys we brought in this season. That's awesome. That's really exciting. And also a total blue question. Are you getting any sleep with the new baby? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not, but I'm used to it. You know, you kind of run on fumes and, you know, we've, we've done some early, uh, early morning strength and conditioning. So late nights, early mornings, but listen, all good things. And it's great having my daughter and my family back. My wife gave birth in New York. So, oh wow, yeah. So we're in New York for the birth. I came back cause school was getting started last week. My family got back, um, on Friday, my wife and, and daughter and two boys. So they actually just started school today. So they're back in school. So hectic, but all great things. And it's an, it's an, it's an exciting time of year for me. Yeah. That's awesome. It sounds like just an amazing time with all the craziness that's going on, but it sounds like you just have all positive and great things going your way Absolutely. and great, great things going. Coach, before we uh, talk about Brian, about you, your head coach career, Brian. I want to know, when did you start playing basketball and how did you get into the sport and realize it was a sport for you? 
Yep. You know, my father was a, was a coach, coached at high school, college, and the professional level. So I knew from a young age, kind of, I say, basketball was put in my hands when I was three or four years old, and I never put that ball down. So, you know, I played, obviously, coming up uh, coming up through junior high and high school and was had the opportunity to play Division One basketball. And knowing throughout that when it was all said and done, I knew I wanted to coach. Um, I knew I had a passion for the game. And grew up in, you know, in video sessions and in meetings and follow my dad around recruiting. And so I knew at the end of the day that, that that's what I wanted to do. And my playing career was done. And, you know, I had a pretty good college career playing at Quinnipiac. Um, I signed a contract to play professionally in Italy, ended up hurting my back, having back surgery at the end of my career. And it was a blessing and a curse. I would have loved to continue playing, but it gave me the opportunity to get into coaching right out of college. So I was able to take a graduate assistant spot at Hofstra right when I finished playing at Quinnipiac. So I think it probably ended up working out better. I was able to get my foot in the door right away and uh, and start tracing, chasing my coaching dreams. That's awesome. And what was that feeling like? What's the feeling like transitioning from a college player? Because you had a great career at uh... – Quinnipiac itself. I mean, you finished 23rd all time in the scoring list and fifth all time on on their school history for assists as well. Too. What's that transition um, from going in from being this from a Division One player to uh, going into coaching at the Division One level? You know, I think early on it was a little difficult for me because I still had that passion. I still wanted to play. Um, you know, my career kind of ended short because I had to have back surgery and I wasn't in position to continue playing. And I still had that urge to get out there and that competitiveness. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be a coach. So it was kind of that first year you were still in that, you know, I wish I was out there. There'd be games, you know, yeah. you're on the sideline sitting on the bench, you know, like, yeah, you still have that urge to be playing. But I was able to channel that energy into you know, the coaching aspect of it and, and learning as much as I could at a young age and kind of building my relationships and contacts because I knew recruiting was going to be a huge piece of uh, being successful in this business. And again, being the son of a coach, I grew up around it and had been in so many video sessions and team meetings and all these things with my father that I think I was prepared when I, my, my career was done and coaching was the next step for me. And, you know, I fell in love with it, the, the being able to be around and help mentor young men and help them, you know, both on and, and off the court, prepare them for life and, you know, help them improve as basketball players and also help prepare them for what life was going to entail once basketball was done. And for me, it took always kind of been about being a mentor and a leader and, and helping these guys have a chance to be successful in life. That's amazing. And, and Brian is very lucky to have you. We're very lucky to have you in Rhode Island to, you know, mentor and uh, coach these young men that you are coaching right now currently. Um, what was your transition? You went now. You were an assistant at Iona, and you were really well known for your recruiting at Iona because you helped create a team, a program that you know you developed NBA and G League talent. Um, you know, what's it known to be like this great recruiter? You know, I, at the end of the day, I think this business is all about relationships. And, and throughout my time, both as a player and then getting into coaching, and you know, I think I'm a people person and love talking basketball and love being around basketball guys. So for me, it was always about building relationships and, and also showing people that I'm going to be honest. I mean, one of the things I hang my hat on when I recruit guys and I always have is I'm going to be honest. I'm going to hold up to my end of the bargain. I'm going to work really, really hard. Um, to help these young men be successful, but I'm also going to hold them to a certain standard and show them what it takes to be successful, both as a student, as a player, and as a person. And for me, it's always been about building relationships with people and both 
coaches who trust me with their guys and the young men who decide they want to come play in, in the programs I've worked at. And I think the most important piece is being genuine, being authentic, and being honest with them about what your standards are, how hard they're going to have to work to be successful, and, and, and what your expectations of them are, and then holding them to those standards. And I think it's something that – I think it's the reason I've been able to build relationships with high school AAU coaches, you know, guys throughout the country is because I've treated their guys right. You know, I've, I've taken guys who I've never been caught up in how many scholarship offers you have or who's recruiting you. There's certain guys who fit me or the system or at Iona, our style of play, our system. You know, I was blessed to work for Tim Kloos, who is as good a coach as there is in the country and an even better person. So I had a very easy sell there. I was selling a great coach, great person, great developer of talent. And, you know, same thing here at Bryant. We're able to take over a program that – had struggled, and I think we've been able to turn it around because of how hard we work with our guys. I have a great staff, and I think we put a ton of time and energy into helping our guys reach their goals, and I think we we hold up to our end of the bargain of we're going to work really hard every day. We're going to be early in the morning. We're going to be here late at night. If you need something from us, we're always going to be here from you, but I'm going to coach you hard. I'm going to hold you to certain standards and expectations, and I think my guys know that coming in, and then it turns into, you know, the older guys understand this is the way Coach Grasso coaches. This is what he expects of you. And then as the younger guys start to come in and learn from the older guys, my best recruiters are my players because they can tell those guys, this is the way we do things. This is the reason that coaches recruited 35 pros in the last nine years, been to five, six NCAA tournaments. We'll be able to turn the program around here. And I think we have some momentum going with the program here because – we work really hard. We tell you we're going to work really hard. And the guys who are bought into that and love basketball and want to be good will have the opportunity to do so. That's amazing, Coach. I love it. I love the mentality. You are like, you know, there's always that term that the, the football guy, but you are definitely a basketball guy. You have that you have that mentality of just like, you know, work hard. You're going to create a, this great culture and bring this like positive culture to a system, to a, a college and bring them to an NCAA tournament and show them what, what it's really like when your hard work pays off. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. And what was it like, you know, in those NCAA tournaments playing coaching with Iona, what's, what's that feeling like when you are there and being a part of those tournaments? Listen, there's nothing better than working all year and putting all this time into a goal of having a chance to cut down nets and, and go to an NCAA tournament, be a part of selection Sunday. And, yeah. you know, I was blessed to, to go to six of them during my time at Iona and there's nothing like winning a championship and seeing, you know, grown men, 23, 24 year old men crying and the emotion you see because all of that hard work you put in and all that time and all those hours, and you see that work come to fruition, reaching your goals and your dreams. Um, and I tell people, you know, outside of the birth of my children, that's probably been some of the most emotional moments of my life because you put so much time into it and you work so hard and there's, you know, you go through adversity and there's hard, good days and bad days. And, you know, you go through so much, but you keep fighting and you keep working and you keep pushing and pushing through adversity. And to be able to have those moments with coaches and players and guys who had one common goal and really committed themselves to doing something special. And then, like I said, to see that come to fruition and be a part of that, 
I mean, there's really nothing like that to sit there on Selection Sunday, knowing your name is going to be called as one of the 68 teams going to the NCAA tournament. It's really, really a special thing. And it's been some of the best moments of my life. And, you know, something that I want our young men to be able to feel. You know, yeah. no one, none of the players in our program have been to an NCAA tournament yet. And I talk to them about it all the time because it's such a special thing. And it's such a, a unique feeling because you put so much time and energy into this goal of we want to cut down nets. We want to be a part of this. And I think it teaches life lessons. You know, it teaches you, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road and there's going to be adversity, but you keep working and fighting and scrapping and clawing. And, you, you know, and then to reach that goal that you've set out and talked about since you're a kid playing in the driveway, dreaming about it. And then you talk about it as a team. You talk about it when you're recruiting a kid. We want to go to NCAA tournaments. And, you know, then to reach that goal, I think, is something that's a really emotional and unbelievable experience. And for me, it's something that I want our guys to have the opportunity to feel. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's just an amazing – true, because as a kid, even I, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to play college basketball but you know just as a kid growing up I was always something I always dreamed of of making you know always being on an NCAA tournament team and that's amazing that you're able to pass it along to uh you know these the players that you're bringing into your programs and you know helping them achieve those dreams and I think Brian's going to be set for a run for one of those we're going to work really hard that I can promise you you know we uh we're excited about the group we have and I think we're moving in the right direction and one thing uh we're not going to be outworked and trying to reach that goal that's great. And that's the best mentality you got to have, right? Because you're just going to beat up on other teams and make it, make it to the NCAA tournament. I got a good feeling with you and your staff and everything that you have going on. No, I appreciate it. We're going to, we're going to try. And uh, like I said, one thing I can promise and I tell the guys all the time, we won't be out work. That's one but, thing that we're going to hang our hats on is, you know, from our 6am conditioning to getting back in the gym late night to get shots up. We're going to have the, the culture and the work ethic in place that we're going to try and put ourselves in position to do that. I, I love it. Uh, one more question before I start asking some questions about Bryant and your season with Bryant. Did you re, um, recruit Aaron Roundtree? I did. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, yeah. One of my favorite guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, great kid, kind of bought into his role at, at, at Iona and had a really good year for us. And we don't go to the NCAA tournament without some of the things that Aaron did on both sides of the ball. And he's a kid who I stay in touch with weekly now. He's one of my favorites because he came in with one year to play and was bought into one opportunity to play an NCAA tournament. And, you know, he worked really hard, both individually to improve some things. You know, we changed the form on his jumper. He went from a kid who struggled making 17 footers to his first year in Europe, made 35 three pointers. Um, he went to an NCAA tournament, yeah. got his master's degree. So he got everything out of that one year experience at Iona that he could have. And I think our relationship is very strong because of that. You know, we set out with – he had certain goals he wanted to reach. And I, myself and Coach Clues told him we'd do everything in our power for him to reach those goals and got his MBA, made the NCAA tournament, making money playing professionally, and he's really happy. So I couldn't be prouder of that young man. Yeah, he's a great – he's a great, great uh, guy. I actually spoke with him on a, another podcast and uh, just an uh, amazing, amazing person. Loved his, he loved this – really loved his time in Iona when we spoke and just spoke very highly of the coaching staff and you guys and said that it was funny because when you guys made the NCAA tournament, he's like he felt like you guys were bound to make a run, but you ended up facing a team that played the same style as you guys in the second round. Yeah, they, they lost on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good way to put it, yeah. 
but yeah, he's a great, great guy. I was, it was kind of curious. It's kind of funny. I was like interested to see yep. you had him, but that's awesome. So coach, now you're at Bryant in Smithfield. You're in little Rhode Island. We got four, four major colleges in, in the state. What was that decision to come to Bryant and to change a program and create a culture here? You know, obviously, uh, during my time at Iona, I was involved with some other jobs and had some other opportunities, interviewed for some head coaching jobs. And, you know, I, I thought, Bryant, when I came to interview here, it was a snowy day. I remember stepping on campus and kind of walking around campus. I was here early, and it just had a vibe to it. You know, beautiful campus. Um, kind of remind me a little bit campus-wise of Quinnipiac, where I went to school. Yeah. Um, then I had a chance to sit down and, and meet with Bill Smith and, and President Ron Makeley and, and hear their vision and, and their passion for Bryant and to hear the way everyone spoke about the family atmosphere and everyone's passion for the athletic program and for the university. And I thought it was kind of a sleeping giant. You know, the, the program had struggled the, the couple of years before I had taken over, but I thought there were a lot of things you could sell, really good academics, beautiful campus, great location. You know, you're close enough to New England prep schools. You're close enough to the metropolitan area. And I thought it was a place where I could come and raise my family, which was very important to me that, you know, my children could be a part of coming to the gym, coming to watch us practice. You know, I live seven minutes away from campus. So my wife and my children can be a part of this whole journey and process, which was very important to me. So it was the right fit for me at the right time. Um, and it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, I think it's uh, – I'm very excited about the direction our program is moving in, and I think it's a chance – we have a chance to do some special things here. That's awesome. That's great. And I, like I mentioned before, I think we're just, – just from this conversation, I think Brian's just extremely lucky to have you and your, your coaching staff. Um, and just the – it sounds like you just bring this culture that's – I think Brian's going to be a team to mess with, like one of the top teams in Rhode Island to mess with and – even the top teams in the, in the country, like going down the line, because I think you guys are just bringing something amazing. Uh, and you can just hear the passion in your voice when you talk as well, too. Yeah, listen, I'm blessed to be in a, in a special place. You know, there's great support here. And uh, I really like the young men. I mean, we have nine new guys and, and it's going to be, you know, a, a group getting to know each other and kind of figure each other out. But I like our talent level. I really like the character and the the passion and just the vibe this team has right now. I mean, these guys are in the gym all the time. This time, 6 a.m., guys in the gym getting shots up at midnight, which for me, the work ethic and the culture piece is very important. And that's been these guys on their own because they have goals and dreams and, and things that they're working towards both individually and as a team. Um, and again, they're just getting to know each other, but they've spent a ton of time together. And I think it's a group that, you know, we only have one senior right now. So I kind of think it's a group that we have a chance to grow together. And I just like, I like our character. I like what our guys are about. And I think they're bought into the right things. And to me, when those things are good, when your culture is right, you have the right kind of guys and the right character and the right work ethic, the other things will take care of themselves. And I think right now we're in position this year and for years to come that I think we have a chance to really build something. That's amazing. And when you come into a program, like, how do you install that character? Like, without, you know, being too forceful, but like to bring that, like that, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. You know, like, how does that character, how do you bring in that character and that culture into a, a program? You know, I think it's twofold. I mean, one thing was with the returning guys, um, kind of them getting to know me and what I'm all about. You know, I told them when I got here, I said, I wasn't the one recruited you, but you guys are my guys and I'm going to treat you like that, which means I'm going to give you everything I have every single day to help you be successful both on and off the court. 
And then the second piece is through recruiting, you try and bring in guys who fit you. And, you know, obviously when you have the opportunity to recruit guys, you get to know them, you get to know what they're about, you know, their coaches, you do some homework, you see in practice, you talk to their teachers, you know, for me, it's really getting to know these guys and what makes them tick because I know what I'm about and I know what my expectations are. And am I the right head coach for everybody? No. I have high standards. I, I hold our guys to very high standards on and off the court because I believe that's what it takes to be a successful basketball player. I believe that's what it takes to have a successful basketball program. But I also believe that's what it takes to be successful in life. And at the end of the day, when they put this basketball down, the goals and, and the lessons and the things I'm going to teach them, I believe I can help them for the rest of their life. Now, one of the vehicle we use and one of the tools we use is obviously basketball, yeah. but it's my job that – Hopefully these guys can all play in the NBA or overseas or professionally and have a chance to make money playing this game. But when they put that ball down, I need to make sure they have the habits that are going to make them successful for the next 60 years of their life. And, and for me, that's my biggest thing is putting them in position that they understand if you work really, really hard and you treat people right and you're selfless and you care about other people, you can have a pretty good chance to be successful. So it's those things that, for me, I need to teach those guys and put them in position that when this is done and they walk across that stage and get their diploma, they're ready to move on with their lives and be successful in life. I love it, Coach. My God, do you have any room for me to be on the team? Or you know, <laughs> I'm ready to run through a wall for you right now. That's a, This is absolutely unbelievable. You're just an amazing, amazing guy. And it just sounds like you're creating, you're, you know, you're helping create these young men turn them into men and get them prepared for the real, real life. And it's just, it's just not about basketball from what it sounds like. And um, yeah, if you have a spot on the team, I'll, I'm willing to take, it. I think I still have some eligibility. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as you can make some shots, yeah. we'll, we'll bring you board. Just put me in the corner. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> we love corner three. So yeah, you sign. Yeah, all right. That's it. I'm five, seven. So I don't know what else I can do <laughs> with that height, but <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But I, a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up. Your first season, you increase your the win total while you're there and you play number 24 Iowa in a tight game. What's it like to kind of like play a, a game like that against Iowa and like, you know, kind of get Brian that recognition that a lot of people haven't been getting recognition playing a top 25 team in the country. Yeah. You know, we, we, we were really struggling early in that season. We kind of flipped our style of play. Um, we were playing fast, shooting a lot of threes early on, and we weren't shooting the ball as well. I didn't think we really had the firepower to play the style that I wanted to play. So we ended up kind of grinding out a little more. And, you know, before that, we had beaten Dartmouth right before Christmas, and then the next game was that Iowa game. And we kind of, again, was a new style for us, walking the ball up the floor and trying to play the game in the 50s and 60s, which isn't a perfect fit for me and the way I envisioned playing, but it was the right for that group. And – you know, we stepped up, we made some shots early. They got a little tight. Next thing you know, it's three minutes left. You're up two points at Iowa with a chance to upset a top 25 team. We didn't make a couple plays down the stretch. They did. They found a way to win. But I think we learned a little bit about ourselves and uh, started showing kind of the strides we were making as a program. Um, you know, I think it was the same thing this year. Rutgers, our second game of the year. We had a three to beat them at the buzzer. Maryland this year, single-digit game with uh, six minutes left. So we, we beat Fordham at Fordham. So we've had some success in some money games and, and some buy games where on the road that you're not really supposed to win. And I think that uh, is a testament to how hard our guys are working and kind of the direction our program is moving in. Yeah. Um, 
and hopefully for us moving forward, we're going to continue to put ourselves in position to win those kind of games. And we're going to play those teams. And again, it's about the culture and it's about your guys believing. Yeah. And I think that started to be like that Iowa game. Our guys started to believe, okay, you know, we can win some games. They come off winning three games the year before, you know, I think that game gave us some confidence going into league play. You know, we ended up winning 10 games, tripling our win total. We're only the program in the country to triple our win total that year. You know, this past year we won 15 games. We're only team in the country to quintuple our win total two years later. So for us, it's about making progress, getting better every day, and then in turn getting the program better every year. And I think that's something we've been able to do the last couple of years, and we're hoping we're ready to take that next step this season. That's awesome. And then what's your, you know, how excited are you for the upcoming season? Minus with everything that's going on. And then, and what is your outlook up on the upcoming season? Listen, I'm excited about the group we have. I haven't coached them enough. We're, we haven't been on the floor for real practice yet. So I don't know yet what our ceiling is. Yeah. I do know that I like our talent. I like our character. I love our work ethic thus far. I mean, these guys really have lived in the gym, which for me, Eventually, you end up being good because of that. Eventually, your work ethic will trump everything else. And I think we have some guys who are borderline obsessed with having great years and, and having an opportunity to go to an NCAA tournament. All this group has talked about is wanting the opportunity to go to an NCAA tournament because none of them have done it as players. So I'm excited. I mean, obviously, there's some question marks as to when is the season going to start? What's it going to look like? Non-league play, league season, how's it all going to look? We can't control those things, yeah. and I don't get too caught up in them. I tell yeah. our guys, we're going to play basketball here at some point. When the lights go on, we better be ready. You know, we will start our team workouts here next week, and excited about that to get on the floor with our guys and kind of start getting our hands on them and molding them into what we think we have the opportunity to do. But the best part of it is we're young. You know, one, one senior right now and a lot of talented guys with multiple years to play, and guys with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. And those are the kind of guys I've always loved being around. And I think we've gotten leadership from our returners and even from some of our new guys who have been around the block. And, you know, Peter Kiss was at, played, was a starter at Quinnipiac, averaged 14 points a game, played at Rutgers. You know, we have uh, Luis Hurtado from UAB, Luke Sutherland from Siena. You know, it's a bunch of uh, – some guys who have been around the block. Melo Eggleston played at Wake Forest, played at Arkansas State. So, we have some veteran guys in addition to some some returners who saw some success last year but not to the level they want and are hungry and want to be in the gym, want to get better, and want to show what our program is about and want to show how good we have a chance to be. So, I'm just excited about getting back on the court with these guys and getting to work. You know, it's been five months, six months since I've been on the court coaching them, and I'm just excited to get back out there and, and, and get back to work. That's right. Yeah, I know. I don't blame you. I mean, you get back to your passion. It just sounds like you have a good group of guys coming in and, you know, a whole bunch, a bunch of new guys. And it sounds like it sounds like you guys are, like I mentioned before, I think, I think you guys are going to make a, a great run this year, and hopefully we can see that win go to 2022 this year. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears, we're gonna we're gonna work really hard to make that happen. I can promise you that. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait until things hopefully get back to normal, and then I can come to come to a couple games and uh, you know cheer you guys on. I I you know listen to you and talking to Coach Martelli. I'm 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 the biggest Brian fan now in uh, in Rhode Island. <laughs> Sounds great. Would love to have you. And if I need to spot you up in that corner, if you can knock down some corner threes for me, we'll sign you up right away. Hey, I, I'm right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, one last question before I let you go. 
Yeah. Adi, like Rhode Island, is there anything that you, uh, is there anything that you like to do outside of Rhode Island that's your favorite thing outside of basketball? You know, to be honest with you, it's been such a crazy um, couple of years. You know, when I took the job here, my wife was pregnant with our second child. So the first day before my first practice here, we gave birth to our, um, to our second oldest, uh, Cole Gregory. They moved up here, coached my first season. You know, the first summer was kind of running around, busy recruiting, trying to, you know, take the program to the next level. So I worked a lot. Then my wife was pregnant this year with uh, with my daughter Marquesa. So through the pandemic uh, and through this summer, she was pregnant with uh, with our daughter. So, you know, great great food in Rhode Island. Um, you know, great obviously the beaches and I have, we have not been able to utilize as much as I would like because yeah. of the craziness of the last couple of years. But great place to live. You know, I've really enjoyed it so far. I've met some great people. Um, my son, my my sons and, and daughter. Sons know they're really happy. I think my daughter's happy so far. She's sleeping well. She's been great with us so far. So it's been great. You know, I've I have a great staff of guys that I enjoy being around. And you know, it's been a it's been a great two years for me and I'm looking forward to the future here. That's awesome, Coach. Well, we're lucky to have you here in Rhode Island and Brian's definitely lucky to have you as our head coach and are excited for all the great things to come. And, you know, I'm excited for the Brian season to start and see all these NCAA tournament runs I'm I'm saying that you guys are going to have and I think it's going to be great and like I said any coach any player is lucky to play for you coach because you just have a great mentality and great motivation and you know like I said I'll sit up tomorrow for you if I could I, I appreciate that Jeff <laughs> of course of course coach Costa well this has been awesome and a lot of fun thank you so much for making time for me and coming on the show I really appreciate it Appreciate you having me, brother. I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good, Coach. Have a good one. Uh, bye now. That is my interview with Coach Jared Gresso, the head coach of Bryant Men's University Basketball. Great interview with Coach Jared Grasso. I really hope you guys enjoy that one. I'm really looking forward to their season and the upcoming years under Coach Grasso's reign and what they're going to be able to do. I really hope you guys enjoy that interview. On Thursday, I have another great interview for you guys coming up with the Mount St. Charles Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Henry Coleman, awesome interview with Coach Coleman. Really enjoy that episode as well, too. I hope you guys stay safe, and I will see you guys on...